You're listening to Level Up with Melissa Zalouf from Iron Source. So, um, welcome everyone to Level Up live from GameFest. I'm Melissa Zalouf and I'm joined today by three awesome guys from the game industry who will shortly introduce themselves. To set the scene for you, we are currently situated in the middle of a crater in the desert. Um, we have had the chance to enjoy some um, food and, and drink that might be alcoholic, and there's music playing in the background. So you can imagine that hopefully we're about to have a very lively discussion uh, about, in this case, creatives. So first of all, I'd like everyone to introduce themselves. Ollie, why don't you go first? Hi, my name's Ollie Christie. I'm chief exec and founder of Neon Play. We started the company in 2010 in my kitchen at home, and our first game was Flick Football, um, which went above Angry Birds amazingly. And then since then, we've done all sorts of stuff from casual to mid-core, and we're now doing hyper-casual. Our biggest hit has been um, Roller Splat, and we've done games like Booker, Cannon Man, and recently Idle Tap Strongman with a man pulling a toilet. Sure. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, uh, so my name is Jean-Nicolas Vernin. I'm uh, the CEO and co-founder of a company called Madbox, based in uh, Paris, in France. Um, we're a team uh, basically creating games, uh, mainly for now in hyper-casual. So we started with our first uh, hits, which were uh, called uh, um, uh, Stickman Hook, Sausage Flip, and more recently Golf Race and Idol Zoo Tycoon. Uh, what we're trying to do at Madbox is to uh, build uh, our own um, creativity system uh, and design all games internally and try to automate as much as possible our operations to run um, the daily scales of our games. Uh, hello, yeah, so my name is Alexander and uh, I'm head of marketing in Plurix, uh, which is known for its four and already five hit casual games and we keep expanding. Awesome. So we are here to have a very quick and lively discussion about creatives, which has been a huge topic in the industry. It's been very, very big year for creative. Um, one of the talks today called it the year of the disaster. Um, so my first question for you is whether you think, um, how important do you think creative is in terms of having an impact on your business's sustainability? I mean, in the industry today, the pretty much the only way we really get downloads and users is through advertising. Um, so it's fundamentally important. There are discussions about whether you should be uh, representing the game in your ads. Um, I come from the world of advertising, so personally I don't think you need to. It's about getting someone to click on an ad, to, and it's their decision to download it. They don't necessarily have to download it. They go to the App Store and then it's their choice to download it. Now many players don't actually bother looking at the App Store, they just see it and they download it. Um, that's a different issue. Um, but so I, I, I love creativity and I, I wish there was more. And if you look at the world of TV and cinema and mixed media, there's so much creativity out there. And I think currently we're actually very limited. Um, so, yeah. Regarding creativity, um, I started in 2005, actually, in the mobile gaming business. And um, first, there was absolutely no ads because uh, the games were in Java and Dunedin on the web portals. And when uh, the App Store came in and the Google Play Store came in, actually, it was not so necessary to have some creatives because everyone was expecting to have a featuring of its game to make the games being downloaded and sold. Um, but right now, you have so many good games being released every single week that to have a good discoverability, you have to make sure that your team is as experienced in designing games as designing uh, 
creatives uh, and in a world where the attention span is declining because the entertainment is pushing you to have lots of apps on your phones by that time so being creative and being edgy to hook the small attention that the people are paying to games is really uh, key to us right now yeah for sure and it's uh, for for us it's also very critical so it's critical part of our success and uh, we strongly believe so you know so the uh, the progress of creatives is very very fast mm -hmm. so year ago it was just a kind of snapshot from your from your from your game so the some video of, of gameplay and that's it and nowadays you really need to be very creative to attract attention to be visible on the market etc etc and you know so the speed of progress is it's faster and faster and faster and actually it's challenged by itself to cope keep with up. this keep up yeah mm -hmm. I think one of the one of the interesting things is the different genre of games as well. So we make Neon Play make hyper casual games and idle games, and often the thing that works best for us, however crazy and creative we try and be, is pure gameplay. You know, and that's often the first thing we do. We just do 15 seconds of gameplay, and people within three to five seconds will decide what they want to do. Now, games like Match Three games, which are, there are millions of them, they have to do something different because everyone's seen a Match Three game or a Bubble Bubble game, whatever it might be, and that's where the creativity comes in. But I think for a lot of games, and especially in the hyper casual market, gameplay wins pretty much every time, and it's always harder than it looks. <laughs> Alexander, do you agree? Uh, absolutely, and uh, you know, so as as you already said, so you should be you should be different on the market, but you shouldn't you can't be too different. Mm -hmm. You still you, your creative still sh they should be connected with your gameplay. They should be connected with your game, and because in any other case, w when a user will come to to App Store, they will just not install the, your game. So if it's not connected anyhow, so it's you know, so it's very very tricky balance, and you should should keep this balance. Right, ultimately, if you're sort of running ads that aren't or don't closely or at least relatively mirror your real gameplay, do you think it kind of hurts quality down the line or is it a function of needing to compete in today's ecosystem? Oh, Jean-Nicolas, like, I don't want to take that one. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, I think that's what we threw earlier today in the conference. It's uh, You can have some very quick wins, like you you have very good downloads, um, you, you have a very good uh, click-through rate and install rate, but... In the end, the users that are installing the game in the end are quite strict and they have a huge drop in retention because it's not the game they were expecting when they clicked on the ad. So you can fool uh, someone watching a video like, what's this game, and even bring him to download the game, but the trick won't last very long if the game is so different from it. So sometimes it's good, sometimes you have anomalies, but in the best case, it just lasts for a couple of weeks and then it declines as we thought this afternoon. So. I think what's amazing about the mobile industry today is it's so metrics and data driven mm -hmm. that you can tell so quickly if something's working. There's a classic quote that a marketing director said years and years ago that I know that 50% of my marketing works, but I don't know which 50%. So but I to keep doing it all. Yeah, but, but, but today we know exactly what works and doesn't work. So you can test and test and test different colors, different headlines, different gameplays, how many seconds someone's watching. And so, really, we can just play with things. And uh, what a wonderful opportunity no, to do that. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Never. Um, do you think there are, speaking of um, sort of different genres and how creative differs across different genres, do you think there are sort of game categories where you can get away without using sort of high-impact interactive or playable creatives? So, for me, you know, so for me, playable, it's... Uh, it's 
they, it's not connected with any genre. It's just a good type of creative, you know. So it's uh, it um, attracts user better. It involves it's better. It makes it interact with uh, kind of contact which is connected with with your game. So it's just better interaction. But mm -hmm. from our experience, so good playable is really hard to make. So it's uh, it's it's easier to create a good video but for playable it's even harder it's not easy to create a good video but for playable it's even harder because you know so it's kind of it's small game so it's, it's a mini game you yeah so to, it's, it's mini game it's all about ux it's all about gameplay it's all about fun and uh, you know so and yeah so it's it's really complicated i think you know we're in the entertainment business essentially and we mustn't forget that when people are seeing that our ads they're on Instagram or Facebook or playing another game or an iron source or obviously an iron <laughs> source normally but they've so we we our job is to try and stop them scrolling stop them clicking the, the x button and so we have to entertain them or surprise them or charm them or can confuse them or whatever it might be just do something to stop them scrolling and and that's quite a skill and so we have to try different things now whether it's just great gameplay or a different idea Apart from mum versus dad or whatever it might be, but we have to keep on trying stuff, and that's how the, it'll be very interesting to see how the industry evolves, and especially in hyper casual where there's not a lot of creativity. It's very samey to be in the same headlines, same split screen. So that'll be very interesting how it adapts. I think we're quite lucky to be um, in this industry because there are not so many industries where you can have actually the first is the player, but the consumer that can really play or test what's going to download or buy. I mean, if you want to buy a Dermo Cosmetics Cream, you can see a TV commercial, but you don't know if it's going to work when you're going to buy it. And having something like a playable ad where you can have something, what you see is what you get, is actually an incredible way of engaging the user before he actually plays the game. And it's um, a really a, a blessing for us to be able to propose him an ad so close from the product in the end. I'm very glad you brought that up um, because <laughs> one of the things actually I wanted to, to touch on is whether you think um, playables which do sort of like accurately mirror the mechanics of the game can also function as sort of like a, a test for marketability, for sort of prototyping as part of the prototyping process for a game. Agree so or disagree, Alexander first. It's definitely, def it should definitely work for uh, hyper casual, but so for example, for us, even for casual, it doesn't work because for us, it's more important the late game, life operations, etc., etc. So you cannot just easily test uh, the core gameplay with, with playables, and that's it. So there are more complex and so more important things in, in our games at least but for hyper casual it should work i believe yeah but i think in reality it's quicker to make a, a prototype in unity and test quickly than make something in html5 mm -hmm. so yes in theory unity are getting into to playables though it's yeah well that'll be that'll actually. be really interesting to see how right. the the industry adapts because html5 is very limited really and some of the html5s are really poor bleep <laughs> um so Beep. you know I think, uh, yeah, we, we'd be, I'd rather just test a, test a Unity really on, on a real game. Johnny Kula. Yeah, same thing. It's um, I think Unity is going to get there because it's they've basically announced to everyone that they're going to release some modules to produce uh, playables very fast. So the roadmap is not officially known, but uh, we know it's going to come soon because it's a major demand from everyone. Um, so yeah, and I, I kind of agree with what Alexander said. It's in the beginning for hyper casual, it's very good to have uh, a playable because it's. It's predictive of what the hook of the game is going to be, but I think it's much more difficult for uh, more casual games or mid-core games because it's more engaging and uh, you have much more layers of, of gameplay that you need to add in the end, so it would give you an indication on the appeal maybe of the game, but not on the core mechanics mm -hmm. for bigger genres. 
Yep. Very interesting. Um, I have a last set of questions for you guys about Game Fest, um, which is where we are right now. Well, actually, officially we're in the desert, but we're at Game Fest. Um, why we, we operate in an industry that is saturated with events across the world and throughout the year for game industry professionals? Why has Game? Oh, is Game Fest worth your time? And if so, <laughs> why? It's it's been phenomenal. And the way Iron Source have organized it from the invitation through to the app, through to transport, beautiful hotels, impeccable organization, really strong talks with great content and interesting speakers, uh, the way they looked after us, the, the quality of people are here, so C-level people, networking, and we're, we're all frenemies essentially here, you know, <laughs> we're all in competition with each other, um, has been inspiring and a lot of fun in, in a beautiful country. Yeah, for, for us, it's uh, it's not so much about you know taking a plane and going to a trip because we can do it with friends and everything. It's it's more like um, we have so many um, memories with the Iron Source team uh, since uh, our inception last year. That uh, it's uh, Friday evenings, it's uh, weekends, trying to know how we can improve a campaign and keep up uh, game scaling. Uh, that uh, in the end, it's just the pleasure of seeing some friends that have helped us along the way uh, and uh, spending some time with them and hoping that it's the beginning of a very long partnership. So. Thanks again for your <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as for me, you know, so I'm trying to avoid any as much any conferences or events as possible. But so yeah, so f um, Game Fest is a 100% is an exception because uh, you you guys are doing a great job. You come together, you get together people from all over the world, from different countries, with different experience, with from different companies, big, small, you know, so in different genres, and uh, it's brilliant brilliant possibility to uh, exceptional possibility to exchange experience talk to different people it's it's absolutely fantastic place and Wonderful. platform guys that was great <laughs> I, d I didn't pay them to say this <laughs> uh, awesome well thank you very much for thank you this lightning round table you are now all free to go and enjoy more alcohol and food <laughs> to the bar thank, thank you. you thank you, bye thank bye. you. Thank